From our studios in North Florida, it's in black and white. And now your host, the baby-faced assassin of freedom, Jerry Brooks. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls and patriots of all ages, welcome again to In Black and Right, the new definition of color commentary. Today, my friends, we I'm calling this Blockbuster News Tuesday because we've got some blockbuster stuff going on. And it's just amazing to me, just within the last 24 hours, we've got some amazing stuff going on and potential history to be made. Uh, so this might be a little bit of a longer program than normal because there's a lot to go through. Uh, from the Kerry Lake election lawsuit challenge, which went forward, but some great blockbuster stuff coming out of justthenews.com and John Solomon's team of amazing and remarkable investigative journalists. But before we get into uh, this blockbuster day, just real quick to say, hey, if you want to send, uh, give us a shout out, uh, whatever, and, uh, you know, just comments, questions, email us at inblackandright at gmail.com. Also, you can check out uh, our website in blackandright.net. Going to be making some updates this afternoon on some of these stories because it's going to get real interesting. And I want to get this out to as many people as possible because I'll tell you, this is going to make what's going on right now in D.C. all that much more interesting and I'll explain what I mean by that as we go along. But let's get started, folks. Big blockbuster news from John Solomon uh, just yesterday. Uh, well, not, no, not yesterday. I'm sorry. Uh, oh, yeah, it was yesterday. I'm sorry. My apologies. But anyway, oh, my gosh, this is crazy. Um, headline. DOJ snooped on House Intelligence Committee investigators during the Russia probe subpoenas show. This is the sequel to the Google, uh, to the Twitter files, because officials used grand jury, a grand jury to obtain Google emails, phone data for at least two top investigators for the panel's Republican chairman, Devin Nunes. This was back in 2017, and one of those senior investigators who was working uh, with Devin Nunes happened to be a guy named Cash Patel. Ooh, does the name ring a bell, everybody? Cash Patel, a former federal prosecutor and chief of staff at the Department of Defense under Trump, was working in 2017 on the Russiagate case, and apparently he and another senior staffer uh, had things going on um, with the DOJ trying to th uh, throw a monkey wrench into their investigation of how Hillary Clinton, working with the FBI, and 
the Department of Justice at that time with the false information getting the warrant to uh, spy on candidate Trump and then President Trump uh, back in 2017. And yes, as per usual, uh, this story at Just the News, there, there is, or should I say, there are receipts. Subpoenas by Google, oh, subpoenas by the DOJ to Google to get this information and to essentially try to ruin Devin Nunes' investigation while he was chair of the House Intelligence Committee. Now, this is just all kinds of messed up, just on its face. But according to Cash Patel, six months before the whole thing about the Christopher Steele phony dossier even came to light, six months earlier, Paul Ryan, who was speaker, and now he's on the board of directors of News Corp, which is Fox News and the Wall Street Journal and the New York Post. So that's, that's just a little bit of a sidebar. But according to Cash Patel, who is pretty knowledgeable about the inner workings of this, he tried to uh, throw a monkey wrench into Devin Nunes' investigation because Paul Ryan, as speaker, he received all the information about the Steele dossier and everything that was going on with the FBI and the DOJ six months before this whole mess started. He got it six months earlier, hand-delivered right to him. And it's amazing how, yeah, it's like, oh, Paul Ryan, he's such a nice guy. No, he was a piece of crap. He tried to throw a monkey wrench into a key investigation over a major league breach of, oh my gosh, to take a false dossier, get a FISA warrant based on phony and bogus information, yeah, and between Comey, Rod Rosenstein, all these people in the DOJ in the early Trump years, oh, baby, no, 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 no. This is just wrong, and now it's out. Oh, it's out big time. As a matter of fact, related story, Devin Nunes, who is now the CEO of True Social has actually said uh, uh, this great story from yesterday too uh, by John Solomon. The man's been working some overtime. Nunez accuses the DOJ of seeking blackmail material during the Russia probe after this huge bombshell revelation. So Devin Nunez is going to be filing suit against the DOJ for what they did in their co- their collusion with Google. Cash Patel, same thing. He's going to be filing suit against these yahoos. I'm like, oh my gosh. That is absolutely the craziest thing. But are we surprised? No. 
I mean, given what we've learned from just the Twitter files, now we've got Google files. All, we need, all we're missing now is YouTube and Facebook. That's all we're really missing of all of this. How much collusion was there by the government, uh, FBI and DOJ, with all of these uh, private companies? This is twisted, people. I've been trying to tell folks for a while. Yeah, hello. This is going to be a year of reckoning. And it's not even 2023 yet. And yet we're seeing this. And now, ugh. I don't even want to get into this, but I'll tell you now, with this omnibus bill, which just dropped last night, $1.7 trillion uh, in this bill, and a good chunk of it, all this extra spending, uh, is unfunded. It is the Uniparties. Last, screw you to the American people before a lot of these swamp creatures leave. Like uh, Senator Patrick Leahy of Vermont, he's retiring. Senator Richard Shelby, Republican of Alabama, he's retiring. And he's a major uh, swamp creature with some of this and others. But I'm looking through some of this and the various departments... How much is everybody getting? Now, and I'm looking at the Department of Defense and the Army Corps of Engineers, and it is absolutely nutty seeing what is in this bill. I mean, there's a lot of junk. Uh, for example, within the DOD and the Army Corps of Engineers, $120 million dollars for climate infrastructure programs. Huh? Really? Why why does they why does the DOD need that? I don't know. Again, and within the DOD, uh 8.6 million dollars for gender advisor programs. I'm sorry, but what the heck does that have to do with our nation's defense? I don't know. They have also thrown in, in this omnibus bill, the Electoral Count Act, which would absolutely mess up the Electoral College and the Constitution big time in perpetuity when it comes to elections. So there's a whole lot going that, That's all messed up. Now, of course, there is, again, Ukraine. Oh, my gosh. Ukraine expecting to get some 80 billion, over 80 billion dollars, what, 87 billion, I think. But again, this is, uh, <laughs> this is, ladies and gentlemen, the swamp, the uniparty, more money for the Ukraine, but nothing for, uh, or at least reductions of, uh, I mean, oh my gosh, just within the Homeland Security, there is some, the U.S. Customs and Border Patrol, the Border Patrol is going to be getting $428 million less in this bill 
than it did the previous year. $14.8 billion. But yet, we're still going to fund those 87,000 FBI agents, not FBI, IRS agents. Oh yeah, this, this is, ooh, this is crazy. So there's less money for the Border Patrol. Uh, citizenship and Immigration Services have seen and are getting an increase of $281 million. Yay, to help with the deluge that I believe has been delayed. Thank goodness for Chief Justice Roberts for once. Because he has essentially said the end of Title 42 needs to be delayed. I don't know for how long, but yeah, it's going to be really interesting uh, to see what happens with this. Uh, let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. So we've got another provision in this bill. $1.45 billion in additional support for Custom and Border Protection, ICE, and FEMA to help manage the high volume of immigrant of, well, of migrants arriving at the southern border. Well, yeah, but still nothing about securing the border. We're just going to give them more money to help with the processing of them as they flood the country. I mean, these there are just all sorts of really weirded out um, provisions in this omnibus bill. I mean, from all the, all the departments, those are just a few. I mean, pick a department. I mean, I'll, I will be putting up this afternoon on inblackandright.net the website, a link to the website to see, and you can break this, and you can look at the breakdown of this by various departments. I mean, agriculture, commerce, education, energy, I mean, everything. So this is going to be real interesting. And for Mitch, Mitch the, <clears throat> well, I, I don't want to go there, uh, McConnell to continue to, now, now the bill's out. And if somehow uh, McConnell can get Nine additional senators because you can't pass this on a simple majority. You can't do it. And yet, uh, I, I'm hoping that there are enough Republicans uh, in the Senate that have the good sense to not vote for this. I mean, there are definitely some no's. Uh, Josh Hawley of Missouri, absolutely not. Other senators are going, no way, not going to happen. But still, this, oh my lord, the, you know, to try to squeeze, put the squeeze on them, it's like, no, no, it's basically run the clock out. I mean, we're, we're at Tuesday, um, the 20th, play the clock out. Just, you know, maybe do just a short-term resolution, short-term CR, but this omnibus bill cannot, nor should it even consider itself to be passed. No way. And if there are rhinos, and I'm sure they're going to be those, because like people like Shelby, uh, he's retiring, Roy Blunt, 
uh, he's retiring and, you know, maybe just the sort of last sort of screw you before they go and become lobbyists uh, for some group or whatever. But yeah, this is just, no, it's wrong. It's wrong. It's all the way wrong. And of course, the big, uh, essentially, well, screw you to the incoming Congress, the incoming House Republicans, is you can't use the power of the purse to get what you want. That's the really big uh, sort of, yeah, we're just going to flip you the middle finger. No, you're not going to be able to do that. And this isn't helping relations between Mitch McConnell and Kevin McCarthy because Kevin McCarthy wants to be speaker. He really wants it. The problem is he doesn't have the votes. And this is going to be a test to say, hey, Mitch, no, I got enough problems. Just because you and Schumer are all buddy-buddy, you know, like BFFs, <clears throat> excuse me, and it's like, no, you're not going to mess it up for me because even if he's just focused on becoming speaker, if he lets this, if, he, if this comes to the House, oh man, it's going to be a mess and it's going to be Liz Cheney and uh, Looney Liz Cheney and Crybaby Kinzinger's l final hurrah as they are out. They're gone. So no, there needs to be a major league stopgap right now in the Senate. That's where a lot of people are focusing their energy. They're calling their senators. I mean, I've been trying to, uh, and, and of course, people aren't necessarily getting a hold of them. They're getting long messages. Uh, they're getting voicemail, but they're not actually uh, getting too many uh, actual people. I mean, are they not working? I mean, Congress is in session right now. What are they doing? So, yeah, this is nuts. So, I definitely will be making my voices heard. Uh with Senator Scott and Senator Rubio for Florida because they better not vote for this. Because I'll guarantee you, especially Rubio, since he won his re-election bid by dang near 15 points, if he votes for this, he's done. He is done. Any other Republican who votes for this, if you're up for re-election in 2024, you're done. Because I know... Mitt the Twit Romney is up for re-election in Utah in 24, and they're already ticked off at him. I mean, I think they've already got themselves a candidate to primary and endorse and all of that because of what? Because Mitt Romney uh, is nothing more really than a Democrat in a Republican clothing, and he's all woke and he's weak. And that doesn't go over well in a state like Utah. It, it really doesn't. And, and speaking of the Romneys, oh baby, this is really getting interesting. Uh, the race for RNC chair, <laughs> it's getting really dang interesting. Now, of course, we've got Ronna McDaniel, Ronna Romney McDaniel, uh, who wants to run again 
for another term as RNC chair. Now, there are those who are saying that, oh, she's got all this support of over 100 of the 168, but there is a groundswell, major groundswell, uh, amongst some of these folks. You've got a three-way race right now between Ronna McDaniel, Harmeet Dillon, and Mike Lindell of MyPillow. Now, for the first time, I've heard something that I didn't hear. Um, there is actually talk now. I mean, it's no, there's, there's no real evidence otherwise, but there have been talk that there is so much uh, just disgust with Ronna McDaniel that there might be talk of a Harmeet Dillon, Mike Lindell ticket, Com maybe a co-chair type of situation, which I actually think is pretty dang cool. I think it's very smart combining Harmeet Dillon and her vast legal experience and she's a tough lady. I mean, she's one of Trump's lawyers, so she has to be smart and tough. And taking the business acumen of a Mike Lindell and fixing it that way. Because it makes sense to me. Now, will I ever see that? I don't think so. But, uh, but each of them, uh, Harmeet Dillon and Mike Lindell, bring a lot to the table. They, they are both strong leaders. They definitely, uh, Harmeet Dillon is already the national committee woman for the state of California. So she knows the inner workings of the RNC quite well. So I think it would be a fantastic idea to combine the skill sets of both of these really strong people and Stop ignoring the grassroots. This is what the problem was, uh, not just for the midterms that just happened, but in other uh, situations too. This is crazy. I mean, we right now have, um, right, right now, Mike Lindell, who has been working so hard for the last two years on election integrity. Right now, another blockbuster Carrie Lake, in, uh, there in Maricopa County, in, in spite of the attempts of racist Katie Hobbs and her uh, legal team, including Mark Elias, a uh, demoncrat super lawyer and master of lawfare, well, apparently, they failed to get the case dismissed. Tomorrow starts the trial uh, for the Kerry Lake election challenge lawsuit. And of the people who are going to have to go and testify uh, will be racist Katie Hobbs. And that's going to be real dang interesting because, I mean, she wouldn't debate Kerry Lake. She just kind of did the, bu the Biden bunker basement strategy. And now she's going to have to go before a court of law under oath and answer questions. That is going to be a stone cold trip. Also on the witness list, Stephen Richer, Maricopa County, 
recorder and oh yeah Mr. Hinky himself who had a pack that fought against anybody who uh, didn't believe that the election uh, was done properly. So uh, essentially, if you were quote-unquote election denier, yeah, and you were Republican, this pack was out to take you out. That was its endgame. And they did that with, and with Carrie Lake and with Abe Hamaday in the Attorney General's race. Also, uh, Mark Fincham for Secretary of State. Anybody who was pro-Trump uh, and, you know, pro, you know, the 2020 election was stolen. This Stephen Richer, supposedly a Republican, but pretty much a uh, messed up, sick, twisted disciple of the late John McCain, who wanted to just absolutely ruin uh, the MAGA movement in Arizona. Now, Bill Gates, the head of the Maricopa County Board of Supervisors, is not on the witness list, which is a shame because, boy, there's some questions that that yahoo needs to seriously answer. I mean, come on. Half of the tabulation machines in Republican precincts go kaput for eight hours and suppressing the vote? And people having to wait? I said, uh-uh. I mean, I'm no mathematics expert, but you can't have that many machines at the same time develop essentially the same problem without it being some sort of intentionality to it. It just doesn't make sense. Statistics, mathematics, I mean, the odds... Whatever you want to use, I mean, there's some, there's a problem with it, and there's a big one. So yes, you've got this going on uh, with uh, Carrie Lake, but boy, oh boy, this is blockbuster stuff because this is going to carry over into 2023. But right now, I'm really thinking the big question, at least with DC, is stopping this omnibus bill. And if you're listening to this, you know, call your senators, whatever state you're, uh, you live in. Let them know, don't do this. Do not do this. And especially if they're Republican. No, don't even think about this. Because this is the U.S. Senate's way to tell the American people, shut up, take what we give you, and you're going to like it. I'm like, no, I don't don't think so. Sorry. No, 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 no. This, we're already in enough trouble. More than enough trouble because the reality is tax revenues are down. Spending is way up. I mean, way, way up. I mean, yeah, you could talk about spending like a drunken sailor, but uh, that's really an insult to drunken sailors anywhere. And I'm not really uh, into doing that. Uh, especially to members of our military. But still, inflation is still bad. Even though it's not as bad as it was in the summer, it's still bad. We're still over 7%. The, the Federal Reserve just raised recently, just within the last couple of days, 
Interest rates, another one half of 1%. We still have supply chain problems. We still have high gas prices, high food prices, high rents and utilities. It's a mess. This is the reality that we need to face. And yet, here comes the United States Senate to say, hey, well, we're just going to have this nice omnibus bill. You're going to like it. And if you don't like it, too bad, because we're smarter than you are, and we're going to get what we want and deal with it. Uh, okay, that's exactly why uh, we, we've got so many ticked off people. And yet, with the deluge, I mean, the dam's going to burst on the southern border with all these people coming in. This is going to be awful. I mean, I'm not looking to be all negative, but there are realities that have to be faced. And we have to have the courage to face them and not become so cynical and fatalistic when it comes to when it comes to voting it's like well i'm not gonna vote anymore because it's not my voice doesn't matter my vote doesn't count they're still just gonna cheat well this is why you take this opportunity and double down and get your resolve and get some courage and say hey i'm gonna fight until i make sure my vote counts now here in Florida, we're not that bad. We're not that bad. I mean, we're not perfect, but we have made improvements uh, to voter integrity thanks to the leadership of Governor DeSantis. But, you know, we, we could still do some other things. I mean, there are still people who do try to cheat here in Florida, but they don't really get very far, that's for sure. But this is going to be really interesting to watch, not just the new legislative session in Tallahassee, but just what's going to go on right now in the next, what, I'd say 48 hours to find out, does the omnibus bill go forward or are there enough people with enough courage and steel in their spine to just say, no, this is crazy. A lot of this is just unfunded, and we don't need to be sending, frankly, all that money to the Ukraine. I mean, it's essentially, it's nothing more than a money laundering operation with Zelensky. I mean, Zelensky's wife was seen in Paris recently having a 40,000 euro shopping spree uh, all over Paris. I'm like, okay. So where is all that money going? I mean, is it going for the troops? Is it going for other things? Or is it just those billionaire oligarchs uh, all throughout uh, the Ukraine who are worse than the Russians in some respects? But it's just as bad. So yeah, we're, I, I know I'm not understanding this. I mean, we need to take care of our southern border Forget the Ukraine. Let them deal with Europe and let them pay for it because I know there's a lot of them that aren't. So why are we writing blank checks and sending all this money and with no real idea of how it's actually being used? So I think Rand Paul wanted to have an audit of all that money 
sending to the Ukraine, and he was just slammed for it. I thought, okay, if it's so dang important, why are you upset over an audit? Hmm? I mean, there, there's going to be a lot going on with that. So, my friends, uh, this blockbuster stuff, I mean, I will be following it. I'll be putting it, links to it, on the website in blackandright.net. Read it for yourself and look at all the uh, accompanying documents because this is just the beginning of some real interesting stuff. So, with that in mind, my friends, thank you so much for listening. You can listen to our audio podcast. We're on all ma major and minor uh, podcast platforms. So you can find us anywhere you get your podcasts. Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Podbean, and, and several others. And you can check out again our, check us out on social media. We are on Truth Social, Getter, uh, Rumble, uh, True Patriot Network, Instagram, and Parlor. So, uh, with that in mind, God bless everybody. See you tomorrow. Uh, we're just counting down. Uh, tomorrow makes tomorrow Wednesday. Tomorrow, ugh, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday this week will be our last three podcasts of the year. And before we take a hiatus for the holidays. And then we're coming back on January 3rd, celebrating our one-year anniversary. And we're going to be coming out of the shoot fast. It's going to be a fun one. So, love y'all. Merry Christmas. And remember, patriots still come in all colors.